This is episode number 643 with Trent Shelton. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Vince Lombardi said, the price of success is hard work, dedication to the job at hand, and the determination that whether we win or lose, we have applied the best of ourselves to the task at hand. Welcome to the podcast and ask yourself, am I applying the best of myself to the task at hand right now in my relationships, with my health? with the vision for my career or my business that I'm building, am I applying the best of myself every single moment to the best of my abilities? And if you're not, why aren't you? What's holding you back? What's keeping you from moving forward towards the vision of your life, towards your dream job, towards your dream business, the way you want to feel and look with your body, the energy you want to have? What is holding you back? Think about it. And let's get clear on how to move forward today. We've got Trent Shelton in the house, who is a former NFL wide receiver that is now considered one of the most impactful speakers of this generation. He reaches over 50 million people weekly through his social media outlets, videos, and he also travels the world to speak his message of creating lasting change in your life. Today, we're diving in deep about how to come back from losing your identity. Again, Trent lost his identity, similar like mine, playing professional football, and we break down what it's like going through that and how to get through losing your identity. Also, the three steps to rehabbing any pain in your life or any struggle you're going through in your life, the three different steps necessary to rehabbing. What happens if you don't celebrate your accomplishments? You know, a lot of times I see people who can never receive a compliment, or they don't acknowledge themselves for the hard work they're putting in. And there is some long-term damage that will happen if you do not celebrate your accomplishments. We'll talk about that. Also, why chasing fulfillment can wear you out. Interesting concept. We'll dive in more on that. And Trent's communication strategy when talking with anyone, it's all about the arc which we'll go into. And before we dive in, I want to give a shout out to the fan of the week. This is from Vladimir Bellevue, who said, I've been listening to this podcast for two and a half years during my commute to work. I always enjoy the wisdom shared by all the guests on the show. The content is always interesting, and Lewis has an amazing way of asking questions that bring perspective to each individual guest. I am thankful that I have an opportunity to receive the positive message to help navigate through life's ups and downs. Thank you to the School of Greatness for all the amazing love and content your team brings to the world. So Vladimir Bellevue, thank you, my friend, for leaving a review. We just hit over 3,000 reviews, over 60 million downloads on the School of Greatness podcast, and we continue to spread this message to anyone who wants to take their life to the next level, who wants to have inspiration, tools, insights to unlocking your fullest potential and achieving the greatness within you. So again, if you haven't left a review yet, Go over to iTunes, leave a review, or on your podcast app right now. Let me know what you think for a chance to be shouted out as the fan of the week. 
With Capella University's FlexPath learning format, you can earn your degree online at your own pace and get support from people who care about your success. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Okay, quick math. The less your business depends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep, obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite, and you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com com slash greatness netsuite.com slash greatness again head to netsuite.com slash greatness so again make sure to check out designcrowd.com slash greatness for all your design needs right now all right my friends i'm excited to bring you this episode let me know what you think again lewishouse.com slash 643 take a screenshot on instagram and tag me while you're listening to this of the thought that inspires you the most without further ado let me introduce to you the one and only trent Shelton. Welcome back, everyone, to the School of Greatness podcast. We've got the legendary Trent Shelton in the house. How you doing, Lewis, man? man? Good to see you, brother. Good to see you, too, man. Excited you're here. I always love when another football player is on the show, and we both played wide receiver. Yeah. Both had limited professional careers. I was trying to make it to the NFL, got injured playing in the Arena League in my rookie season. You were playing practice squad in the NFL, right. got injured, had to drop to Arena League, and then yeah, it was it, right? That was it, pretty much. Now, when you dropped down the Arena League, did you did you do pretty well, but you only played a half a season? Or? Yeah, man, I did pretty good. Um, I was playing with the Tulsa Talons. I ended up getting hurt there again, pretty much sprained my MCL. At that point, I mean, I'll just be honest, I didn't want to play. That was my way of trying to make it back to the NFL or who would I be without football. So I was That was your identity, that. right? Exactly. That was my whole identity since I was like five years old. You know, Being a football player. And yeah. Sports, period. That's it. It's like Trent Shelton, the guy who plays sports. That's all that I ever knew in my whole life, which I'm sure you can relate to that. It was me too. I didn't really go to school to learn. I went to school to play. Exactly. It's like athlete, student, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> student, athlete. Now, did you, did you have any other skills or a backup plan or was it just... You had no clue what you were going to do afterwards. Yeah, no clue. My backup plan was, it wasn't one. It was plan A. Of course, I went to school. I went to Baylor for speech communications. But to be honest, I kind of took that. I was in business and I was struggling. So I was like, let me, what can I take to, so I don't <laughs> fail out, you know? So I went to speech communications. Sociology, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly, right? All the athletes, that's what you know they're going to major in. 
Yeah, I took speech communications, and um, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. My whole thing was, okay, well, I'm going to make it to the NFL. After my NFL career, I'm going to be a broadcaster. Uh-huh. Like, that was my whole plan, right? But it didn't work like that. Yeah. Did you go into that role afterwards and try to make it there, or did you? Nah, man. Right after the NFL, you know, I went arena, but I was in a dark place with my life. Into everything. Drugs, alcohol, just really at a rock bottom. I went into rehab time from there. Rehab time for me was just like getting my mind and my body and my soul right because I got fed up. You know, I just was like, man, I can't keep living this lifestyle. I have a son and I got to set an example for him. And so I went right into rehab time and I never wanted to be a speaker or anything like that. Speaking was my biggest fear. If you would have asked me like 10 years ago, would I be here? I would tell you no. Mm-hmm. No way. Because you didn't want to speak in front of people. Period. It's terrifying. No. Exactly. Yeah. The fear of being judged, fear of being perfect, just the fear of my story even mattering. You know, I didn't think nothing was special about my story and what I went through. Growing up, just to be honest, it wasn't never, I want to be a speaker, even though my dad was a pastor, but I just like, I never wanted to be a speaker when I grew up. That's not like the goals that you have as kids, right, right. especially where I'm from, you know, it's like, nah, I want to play sports. And so that was my only option growing up. It wasn't no plan B at all. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So you started getting to rehab time. Does that mean you started doing videos online at that time on YouTube, Facebook? Back then it was... Uh, MySpace back then? It was almost, right? It was like, I would say it was like rehabish. And so what I mean by that, I was like one foot in, one foot out. I was transitioning. I was talking about things and I really meant them, but I was still living a certain lifestyle. And so I was also free. What do you mean? You were doing drugs? Well, well, just, I mean, weed, you know, going out partying, clubbing. And there's nothing wrong with if you want to go out and nothing like that. But for me, my actions weren't reflecting my words at all. Mm. And so... Deep down inside, that bothered me too. I didn't want to be a hypocrite. I didn't want to be that guy. But also, I know it's a process. And so I was like on Ustream back then. Uh-huh. And I would just play video games, turn on my Ustream, and just talk to people about random stuff. And then it was funny because people started to ask me about life. And I would give them advice back. And they was like, can you come on here tomorrow? I'm like, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> I started to come back. And then I was like, well, I don't have time to Ustream all the time. I just started making videos. And so some of the videos were sports, me working out. Some was me sharing my story. Some was me rapping, you know. So mm-hmm. I was just trying to figure out my way. But it was kind of my way of therapy for me, just releasing everything that was inside of me. Now, did you actually go to rehab yourself or anything? Or no, nah, I never went to rehab, man. Like, I never went to the, the rehab people. So I always say, yeah. But I just say we all in rehab, you know, because that name came from sports. Because when you're hurt, you go to rehab. And rehab, as we know, it sucks. Especially as an athlete, right? You want to come back and you come back too quick, you get hurt even more. So that process is terrifying, honestly, because, and it's a struggle, but it's about putting strength back into a weakness. And if you do it right, I mean, we see a lot of people. Adrian Peterson is one example. You know, he had the greatest season ever. You do it right, sometimes you'll come back stronger than what you was before you got hurt. I took that same mindset to life. I said, you know, mind, body, and soul, I'm going to rehab my life. I'm going to put strength back into these weaknesses. And I'm going to just take my time and just see where it goes for me. Mm. Now, if someone's dealing with a pain, whether it be physical, emotional, mental, whatever it may be, spiritual pain, do you, are you saying that they should take enough time of rehabbing first before they come back into life? Or can they do both at the same time? Because it's different with yeah. a physical injury. You right. don't want to come back too soon. Right. You know, I think you should always work on yourself first. You can definitely come back as far as like sharing your journey, your testimony. But I feel like... The most important work you ever can do is on yourself. And so, like, for me, it was an isolation period with me. I was in my room. I remember crying like a baby, just saying, you know, I want to change my life. And so I was going to the gym. Rehab at first meant me going to the gym. 24-hour fitness, 12 a.m. with one of my friends, Junior, at that time. And we would sit there and fellowship, talk, work out, nobody being there. That's what rehab meant to me. So I was working on myself. And 
Like I said, I never wanted to be a speaker. I didn't do this to say I want to have all these likes on Facebook or whatever. But as I started to share my journey, just like, oh, you at the gym? Are you doing this? You doing that? And people started to take to that. It was very unintentional for where I'm at today. It was just really my way of healing. I always tell when I go speak, rehab time wasn't for the people. It was for me. Right. And then me sharing my story, people were able to relate. Wow. And so what are some of the practical tools that you share with people about something they're going through, whether it be some type of pain emotionally, where they feel stuck, where they feel right. like their plan A is now over and they've got to figure out plan B, how can they start practically rehabbing? Do you have any practical steps? On yeah, that? for sure. I break rehab down in uh, three parts. The first part is three R's. The first R is reality. I tell people you got to face it. That doesn't mean that you have to stay stuck there, but a lot of times we run from our reality, right? We try to smoke screen it, we try to hide from it, and we know Reality will find you regardless. You can sweep it under the rug, but it'll still be there. And so one of the quotes that I like to use is, you'll never win your war by running from your battles. Mm. And so it's time to face your battles. It's going to be hard. It's going to be tough. You will be judged. But acceptance to me is one of the most powerful things you can do, is you can accept, okay, this is where I'm at with my life, and also accept that I don't have to stay there. Um, the second part is, the second R is release. And that's really burning every single bridge that leads your life back to destruction. So this is a tough one, right? That could be What habits. did you do? Oh, man. <laughs> man, a lot. I'm pretty sure a lot of people see my video friends, you know, um, my spoken word. And a lot was my circle. I just realized that the people I was around, not that they were bad people, they weren't right for me at that time in my life. And I couldn't continue hanging around these people expecting to elevate my life when they were keeping me down. And honestly, too, I was a bad friend for other people, too. So I had to release those things. I had to burn certain bridges as far as habits I was doing in my life. Like, like I said, smoking, whether it was drinking, clubbing all the time, because I realized those things weren't going to get me to a place where I wanted to go. So I had to let those things go. And that's discipline, right? Yeah. Getting good at saying no to the things that don't get you a yes. And so I had to start saying, nah, nah, even if I wanted to do these things, I wanted to hang around these friends, I just couldn't. And some people understood it. Some people did. Yeah. Not that you're saying it's bad if people do those things, no. but it wasn't supporting your vision for the life. Exactly. Exactly. You have to look at your life and say, you know what, if you want to be here and you're doing things that don't get you there, you have to make those changes. Now, if those things get you to where you want to go, cool. But for me in my life, those things weren't transitioning me into my greatest, my greatest me. So right. I had to let Got it go. It. Okay. That's the second R. Release. And then the last one is repair. Basically, repair is this digging up the negative seeds in your life and replacing those seeds with seeds of positivity. And so that means going back. A lot of us, we have seeds that can stem from our childhood. We have seeds that can stem from bad relationships, bad friendships, uh, seeds that even with me, I had a problem with accepting compliments. And this is kind of weird when people like, what, what, like, what do you mean by that? But growing up my whole entire life, I had two older brothers um, and I credit them for everything. They told me what to do and what not to do. So, um, but I was always the one that kind of got the attention just because sports and things like that. And so I always had a fear that they would become jealous, even though they were the most, they still are the most supportive brothers ever. And so I would basically hide my accomplishments. And I realized that I was doing this even in college, the NFL, even at the beginning of rehab time. So I was teaching myself not to celebrate. And if you don't celebrate your accomplishments, you start to feel like guilty for being successful. And then you start to feel like what you're doing is a burden. In 2015, 2014, 2015, I went to quit rehab time. Just to be honest with you, I just couldn't handle everything that was coming with it. I was too much pressure. The success, yeah. the acknowledgement, the following. Exactly. You know. And even people around me, the expectations and just people pulling on me or you change, all this type of stuff. And I said, I just did this to, for one, help my life and I want to help people. I, didn't, I don't care about all this other stuff. Yeah. But I realized that I had to let go of those things. And so I had to go back in my life 
and see where those seeds are at because it's kind of like anything. If you don't get down to the root issues, those problems will find its way back to the surface. So you might say, well, I'm in a relationship and I'm accepting this, but really the reason you're accepting this is because you saw your mom or your dad go through this. That's your definition of relationship or your mindset is because something stemmed from a long time ago. So a lot of times we try to handle things at the surface level issue and we handle those problems, but then we wonder why, whether it's our next relationship, our next friendship, we're in the same situation because we haven't got down to the root issues. And so repair is really diving down deep, maybe going back to places you try to forget, you don't want to go back to, but you have to go back to that. Maybe it's giving forgiveness to somebody, mm-hmm. going back to those places so you can really dig up those roots and really replace those seeds of negativity with seeds of positivity. Mm. So those are the three R's. Yep. That's rehab time. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So once after we repair, is that the last one? Repair, That's replace, the last one, repair? Yeah. yeah. What's the next step after that? Is that that's kind of the process, or is it then rinse and repeat until there you go for repeat. the rest of your life? Exactly, you hit it right on the. <laughs> you're never gonna be like exactly. I mean, I go through rehab every single day. You know, I have things I deal with, struggles I deal with. Yeah, I'm sure you get this. Like you're in the light, or you know, you're a speaker, and people think that you have it all together. I'm like, man, the reason I have so many videos, I have so many questions. You know, that I have so many insecurities that I have, but I've decided to also not try to play the perfection game. Like I like to share with people, man, I'm just like you. Like I'm at the top of the mountain telling you how to get up there. We're climbing this mountain together and it's okay. I just don't stay there. So one of the things I like to tell people is that it's okay to not be okay, but it's not okay to stay that way. And so I have processes and things in place where my mindset has changed when I go through things where in the past I would be victim to those things. Now I look at it as like, how can I, how can this help me? How can this help other people? And I don't stay there. Mm. What has uh, becoming a husband and a father taught you about life in general? A lot, man. It will taught you a lot. <laughs> uh, I think the main thing is being selfless. Once you realize that your life is not just about you, because you know, with my whole sports career, just to be honest, um, I was never an arrogant person. It's just not me, but it was still about me. I wasn't, I guess, uh, training, practice. Exactly. About what exactly. You it's yeah. about myself. But then having a son daughter and then a wife, you realize that your life is bigger than you. Tristan changed my life. People always ask, and I'll just be totally transparent with you. That situation happened out of wedlock. And now me and Maria are married, but at that time, I wasn't being a man. You know, I was with the Colts and me and her, we were great friends and that situation happened. And honestly, man, I wasn't, I felt like it was a disappointment. I was like child support. Like I knew Maria, like we knew each other really well for months, but I'm just like, how, I don't know how this is going to turn out. I was scared. First of all, I had to face the situation now head on. I couldn't run from it. I had to face the reality because that reality was coming. Mm-hmm. But to uh, fast forward, and it even hurts me to say that because Tristan, you know, what you think can be your greatest disappointment can be your greatest rescue. Tristan's literally saved my life. When I looked at him and said, I don't want you to grow up to be like me. And if you think if you're a father, if you're a sister, if you're anybody in leadership, you got to say that to somebody, whether it's a coworker or your son or your kid. It should tell you a lot about your life. And immediately I say, you know what? I have to do something with myself because my son is not just going to listen to what I say. He's going to follow what I do. And I refuse to give him a cycle that's not positive for his life. And yeah. so he's my why. He's my motivation. I mean, he's right here. I got, Now I have a daughter, so she's going to ask, like, where, where do I get my tattoo next, right? He definitely changed my life. And uh, marriage, it's a process, but it's taught me how to love, like, outside of myself. And it's really taught me a lot, man. So... My family is everything. They're the reason why I do it. Mm, That's cool, man. You said this at one point. You said chasing a life of fulfillment wears you out. What does that mean? Because I think the way you're explaining it is something different than what I would think fulfillment. Yeah. Empty fulfillment. Following numbers. Exactly, man. Like people say, 
numbers don't lie. And I tell people all the time, numbers do lie. You <laughs> know, it, it, they do. Some numbers do lie. And it's not about the whole social media thing. You know, one thing I get is, oh, you have a million followers or this or that. And it's like, that doesn't matter, man. Because when I started, I remember when I was first speaking, it would be like a row of people. And those people would be my family and my friends, you know. And it was always about, for me, impact over numbers. Yeah. So I tell people, you have a thousand followers, you impact all thousand. But you have somebody that has a million followers and impacts none of them. None of them. Yeah. Who's making a greater impact? And so for me, realizing status, the things that the world offers, what society tells you you have to be, you know, you have to make this amount of money, you have to, and nothing wrong with none of these things, but if you're allowing those things to define who you are, then you're always going to feel empty at some point. For me, I've tried to find peace in other things, whether it be nature, whether it just be my family, and all those other things are extra credit. Because at the end of the day, I've never met a person, you know, I even talked to my grandma before she passed away, and I say, you know, like, what's one thing that you would do over, or what's, if you had one wish, what would it be? She says more time, more time with people that uh, I should have spent more time with, more conversations. I wish I would have gave forgiveness earlier and things like that. And so nobody's ever said, I wish I had more followers or anything like that. So I try to remind myself in this crazy world that we're always programmed that these are the things you need to be successful. I try to remind myself what true success is for me. And that's love, peace and happiness and joy. And that's how I want to live my life. So everything else is just kind of extra credit. Cool. But uh, if it doesn't come, it doesn't come because... I just know in the NFL life, when I had the most money, when I had that title, when I had the world in my hands, I was the emptiest. And so those things, like I said, those things are necessities to life. I get that. But you can't make those things your whole entire life because that can come or that can go. And so I'm trying to build something that will last forever, whether I have that or I don't have it. Yeah. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So listen, we all know life is full of yada yada, like those quote unquote free trials that somehow still charge your card for something or when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print. And I know you've dealt with yada yada before, like those bills that keep going up and up for no reason at all. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have somewhere else. And yes, it is possible to outsmart yada yada, like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is already included, but you don't take yada yada in life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. When you get a new car or a new home, your first reaction might be to say things like, oh yeah, or I can't believe it, or booyah. But what you really want to say is the one thing that can get you the help you need. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm is there with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. With a State Farm agent, you know someone is there to help you choose the coverage you need. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits for you. And when you need ways to get help, State Farm gives you options there too. 
too. In person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com where their award-winning app State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What numbers do you think we should be measuring? Uh, that's a good question, man. I think, I don't know. What do you think? So we can maybe have a conversation with it. That's a good question. I think the amount of minutes that you made count. Yeah, in the I days, definitely agree. You know, the, yep. the minutes you made count or the moments you made count, the seconds, whatever. I definitely agree. The days that you were living with joy and an abundance and gratitude and service over the days that you weren't. Right. Over the days where you're just selfish or making everything about you. Yeah, and the amount of times that you were able to forgive, like how quickly you were able to forgive. Right, yeah. The amount of minutes you were able to forgive quickly when you held a grudge. Because I think holding a grudge or not forgiving someone is one of the most destructive things we can do to ourselves. Yeah. Is when you hold on to negativity and pain for what someone else said or did or what you think they did, whether they did it or not. Just holding on to that is the biggest disservice to yourself and other people. Because when we live with that negativity and anger just festering in our hearts and our souls, it really takes us away from our joy. It robs us of deeper, meaningful relationships and the moments that matter. So I think it's important to learn how to forgive quickly, which is really hard if you're used to taking things personally or if you've been hurt in the past and you're, you're defensive. So I think it's a skill that we are, have to constantly learn how to do. Yeah. It's not easy. <laughs> not at all. I'm definitely with you on that. <laughs> What's the person you've in the past where you held a grudge onto for the longest, what was that? Yeah, I think I've had a few. I've had definitely some friends. I've had people a part of my team in the past. Mm -hmm. Family members, not my immediate family, but I've had like, I guess, extended family members, but definitely people are personal on my team that- Really? And it's not- Do they cross you the wrong way or do they yeah, do something? Yeah, well, just, yeah, I think, yeah. <laughs> I think it's a little bit of that, but also too, it's about, you know, I always try to understand like where people are at, right? Because I think understanding is the key to life. Like, because if somebody's going through something, they went through something, you know, even with addiction, like my life changed when I went, it's a group called Hope Soldiers with my friend, uh, Lindsey Grinke in Seattle. And I always have this, not this view or, or judgment of, of addicts, but it's just like what society always tells you. And I was able to sit in a room with I think it was like 13, 14 year olds. And we did this thing, if you really knew me. Mm. And we all went around and talked about things that we never shared. And it just makes you look at just them differently. Like a lot of them didn't have a chance from their parents going through addictions and things like that. And so for me, it's understanding that people have went through things, they go through things. And so now I'm in a better place of trying to understand the person before I judge them, before I hold them against them. But yeah, it's just a lot of things. I think somebody wanting certain expectations for me for myself and also expectations they had on me silently that I didn't know about. And so I think that's a big thing because somebody can have expectations on you that will never tell you what those expectations are and they expect you to meet those expectations without saying a word. Communicating. Exactly. Yeah. Communication is key, it's everything. Connection is key. And I think that's one of the challenges in a lot of relationships that are struggling is that there's these expectations that aren't being communicated. Right, Right. These, exactly. These silent expectations, exactly. like you said, and therefore there's conflict within partnerships all the time, whether it be business partnerships or intimate exactly. relationships. Because you talk a lot about relationships right now in your yeah. videos that I'm seeing. Is that one of the biggest challenges people face or what is the biggest challenge in an intimate relationship? I think it's definitely communication. Communication is, like I always say, is like oxygen to your relationship. Without it, it will die. And even going a step deeper, I think communication is the first step, but even a more important step is connection. 
a lot of people can communicate, but if you can connect, you can communicate anger, you can communicate anything. But if you're not connecting on a deep level, connection is power, period. Like without anything plugged in, like that light wouldn't work in here. You know, connection is everything. So you have to watch what you're connected to. My relationship and the relationships I had, I try to make sure our connections are always powerful. It's always meaningful because if not, those connections can also drain you, take your power and burn you out. And so you have to evaluate those things in your life. It's open, honest communication. You know, I, I like to, I have this little, my wife is funny because she says, you're using art communication on me, right? But I have this, this method of communication. It's ARC, A-R-C. And I tell people, because you get it a lot, like, well, I can't communicate with this person. They don't want to listen. They don't want to talk to me. And I always ask, like, well, how are you trying to communicate with them? On your level or on the level they can understand? And usually it's out of anger or it's out of frustration. And nobody, if you're like me, you raise your voice to me. I guess it's like the me being an athlete and from coaches, I'm like, I'm turned off. Yeah. Like, you know, just talk to me out of respect and we can talk it up. But if you yell at me, I'm like, I don't want to hear it. It's the worst. Exactly. Right? Just We've been hearing it our whole life. Gosh, <laughs> Do more, right? And it's like... <laughs> Catch the ball. Exactly. You think I wanted to drop the ball? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I told my wife that. I'll tell everybody that. I think it's just the sports nature in me. I just like, man, just communicate me with me if you got to take a break, whatever. Peacefully. Exactly. I can respond to that all day. So with our communication, A stands for appreciation. So I tell people, you know, go to that person and so much you appreciate them. Yeah, that's great. You know, the R stands for reassurance. Reassuring that you want the best for them, that you're on their side. And then C, place your concern. Because I can guarantee two things. One, you're going to be in a better place to communicate that. Your anger is probably went down. And for two, they're in a better place to receive it. Mm. And so now you can have, you can get rid of all the, the friction and just focus on the concern at place and people are in better places to receive it. It's a great it. formula. Uh, appreciation first. Yep. So acknowledge, you know, exactly. acknowledge appreciation. The second thing is reassurance. Yep. Reassure that everything is going to be okay or that you just want to get on their, yeah. their side and then here's my concern. Exactly. Because That's sometimes powerful. you can forget. I mean, Absolutely. if you're always yelling at a person, it's like, this person on my, are we opponents? Are we teammates? You know? You know, I can't say it can work for everybody, but I'll say 98% of the people yeah. that it puts you in a better place for sure. And it makes you calmer, makes the other person calmer as opposed to triggered by you just attacking someone right away. Facts over feelings, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know? That's powerful. What's the biggest challenge you face in your marriage? <laughs> Make sure I say the right thing. <laughs> I would say probably a relationship is, I can't say it's perfect because no relationship is perfect, but I would Communication, say... Communication or is it something else? Or? I would say maybe... Traveling and just being and being away. She would never say it. Maria would never say it. But I know even leaving today, I mean, I have a two-year-old daughter. And, you know, that's, I mean, that's, Maya's great, but she's a handful. Mm-hmm. And nine-year-old son, Tristan, I mean, he can take care of himself. But I think, I think me traveling, I think also her, the pressure of being who I am on her. Because she's not a speaker. That's not who she is. And I tell her, that's not who you have to be. You don't have to sit here and be somebody that you're not just because, I'm this. And I think sometimes people have those expectations like, oh, who's your wife? Does she speak too? It's like, that's not her. So I think, I think silently, she would never say it, but I think those two things are tough on her at times. And I expect that from that. And so what I do is I don't travel a lot because one of my things is, man, I think it's no point of being successful in the world's eyes if you're not successful in your family's eyes. Mm. Because at the end of the day, that matters to me, what my son says, what my wife says, what my daughter says. And so I scale back a lot. Yes, I'm traveling right now. I'm going to Fiji and Australia, but also they're meeting me out there. Then I'll scale back for a while. 2016, when my daughter was born, I took all 2016 off. I make sure that when I'm there, I'm there. Intentional when you travel. Exactly. Because I get that question a lot. How do you find balance? And I'm just like, 
And I think you can try to drive yourself crazy trying to find balance, especially in the unbalanced world at times. So I just say, you know what? When I'm at home, they get my full attention. I'm not on my phone all the time. People think I am just because social media. I'm not. I post, get off, maybe respond to some people. And then when I'm away, I make sure I give my attention to the events and things like that. So I think without her saying that, I think, you know, it's hard for her. I can only imagine. I just try my best to to make it as easy as I can for her in the process. What do you do to connect with your wife or your kids every single day? Do you have something that you live by or is there a non-negotiable for you where you do some type of practice or exercise or just habit that you, you follow? Yeah, um, right now we're trying, to, uh, we're trying to implement this, but just basically unfocused quality time just at the dinner table. I know that might seem like the simplest thing, but I think we live in a generation now, especially having younger kids, the tablet, the phone, it carries people away. You know, every night we try to definitely put those phones up. Tristan, he definitely reminds us because if he can't be on his phone, he'll definitely call us out on it for sure. Uh, and so we just yeah, really, yeah. yeah, he'll call us out quick. <laughs> but we definitely spend that time just connecting with each other, talking about life, talking about goals and dreams of each other. But I think that's a big thing in relationships in your family. It's like, when's the last time you talked about your kids' goals and dreams and your wife's goals and dreams? And then as a, as a collective, what do you want to do with your family? What kind of legacy do you want to leave? And so we try to have those conversations and that's something that we kind of implemented probably like a few months ago. It's been working. Wow. What's your main goal and dream for yourself? Man, I think my main dream, man, is just, and this is like, I guess, a cop-out answer, but this is true, just to continue doing what I'm doing. I want to just impact lives through my story and just through being real. I want to understand people. Like, when I leave here, I don't care if people was like, oh, you're the best, whatever. I don't care about all that. I just want people to know that Trent cared about helping people, and he was real. You know, when you met him in person, when you've seen him anywhere— like he was the same person that's online. And so that's what I care about. And um, I have a hunger to connect with people. You know, at church people, I'll call somebody, I'll order a shirt, I'll call them. You know, I'm shipping yeah. out the shirts. Yeah, I'm super hands-on. <laughs> they trip out. I didn't expect this. That's just who I am. And I don't do it for like any other reason except I want to connect with people because rehabbers are the reason that I'm able to do what I do. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be able to travel the world and speak. And so I try to give as much time to them as I can to let them know that I care about them because they inspire me. When I'm having a bad day, when I'm going through my moments, even my doubt, my insecurities at times, like, am I doing enough? I just go online, open up a message, and I'm like, I am. You know, I made an impact on this life. And so I'm in my inbox probably like an hour a day just responding to people yeah. and, and getting those messages to, 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 to fill it back up. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Learning to receive. Exactly. That's good, man. What's the biggest challenge you face moving forward? You've got this big platform, you know, I don't know, whatever, 10 million followers yeah. all over the place. You get millions of views in your videos. You're impacting a lot of lives. What do you feel like is the biggest challenge or what will be the biggest challenge for you moving forward? Hmm. I was like, Shay, what's the biggest challenge, man? Uh, I think content. Well, I don't even say content, but I kind of battle that. I've been doing this for almost uh, since 2009, probably 2011, like full time. And so like, I've, sometimes I feel like I've talked about everything. It's, it's like, what else do I talk about? I, you know? I hear you. But I realized, too, that there's a lot of people who haven't heard me speak on and are. Like, it's people that's like, I saw that video, but I watched it this time again, and it meant something different to me. And so I've always battled with that, just content, like, what else do I create? Just... Making sure I'm connecting with people, you know, even through social media, you know, our social media is changing, the algorithm is changing, all so these other much, things. Man. Yeah, it's like, you know, I just want to reach my people. I don't want to have to worry about all the extra stuff, yeah. you know? So just dealing with those things, I think, kind of are the biggest challenges, just finding better ways to connect with people on different levels, you know? Yeah. Wow. I feel like you've been talking more about relationships a lot, Lily. Yeah. On Instagram and Facebook, I see all your videos right. talking about relationships. 
Is that because you feel like people are struggling with relationships more now because of social media, how it's bringing us together, but also disconnecting us by yeah. not being present? Right. Is that why you feel like you're doing it, or is it because people are asking you those questions? I think I started with kind of relationships oh, and friendships. Did? Yeah, like my first probably viral video was like, your prayer for the heart that's meant to love you and then know your circle. And so like people, I feel like, come to me for that. The friends and just yeah. dealing with removal from your life and getting toxic out of your life and building better relationships. And so I think it's definitely like requests from people. I think they want that a lot. And so I try to get, but also too, I have to be in a place for me to share those things. I don't want to just share stuff because they want me to share it because it's not going to come from a real authentic place. You have so, to feel it. Have to feel it for sure. And feel like an integrity around those topics or... Exactly. And so like I'll dive into spoken words now a lot. It's kind of been... So I used to love rapping. Kind of my way of diving into that. And we want to dive into music a little bit more. Just different avenues for creativity to reach people on different levels. The book is coming. So I'll tend to always stick around relationships and things like that. Yeah, I feel yeah. like that's just what I'm here to do, you know, help people with that. But also, there's other components to my life, I feel like, from building a brand and doing all these things uh, that I can help people with also. That's cool. Can you share a spoken word? Yeah, for sure. Something? Yeah. Let's hear one. Okay, let me see. Uh, (laughs) Okay, I'll do this. Can I spit on my gum right quick? Yeah, yeah. All right. Your life isn't over. Never let your struggle make you think that. I know your setback was major, but so can be your comeback. You see, strength... Pain builds that. I know it might be hard for you to feel that. But even in your darkest storms, there's a plan for you to still shine bright. Please believe that. I know because God did it for me. God will allow you to go through places you don't understand just to bring you to the place where he needs you to be. So don't let this season take your life. You can win this fight. If it wasn't for my darkest storms, I would have never found the strength to shine my light. There's a purpose greater than your pain. There's no growth without rain. Sometimes it takes your hardest storms to birth your greatest change. Your life is not finished. You keep living. It doesn't matter what happened in your past. You're just a choice away from a new beginning. Your perspective can either be your power or your prison. So no matter what, appreciate your life and build your testimony with the test you were given. Listen, I get it. I know depression is real, but so is deliverance. You can heal from those afflictions, overcome those addictions. It's time to put a semicolon where you're trying to put a period because your sentence hasn't ended. You got more life to live, so don't give up. And forget anybody or anything that's ever tried to make you feel like you're not enough. You're enough. You're more than enough. So don't try to end your story just because this chapter sucks. Breakdowns happen right before breakthroughs. So I pray you break that cycle that's trying to break you. I pray you kill those thoughts that are trying to kill you. No mistake is too great as long as you forgive you. Make your tomorrow new. You always have a choice. Never stay silent about your battles. Give your pain a voice. It's okay to not be okay. We're all one struggle away. Your change is going to come. You just keep believing day by day. This storm will eventually run out of rain. And remember this, we are all a little broken. But the last time I checked, broken crayons still color the same. You go defeat your pain. Your life isn't over. It's just beginning. It's rehab time. Let's get it. Damn. (laughs) I like it. I like that. Woo. Got the chills at the end there. Oh, man. That was good. How many poems have you done? Completed? Probably about 10. I probably got about 100. That's, uh, I actually have one coming out really soon called a Loyalty is Rare. And if people love my friendship one, so I think they'll really like this one coming out. Wow. What have you learned about looking back at your life at different moments, right. situations, and experiences? What's the biggest thing you've learned about reflecting on all this? I would say the word comes to me right now is just appreciation. 
appreciate it all. The bad, the good, the ugly, the times where I was complaining, the times where I was stressed, the times where I was angry at God, the times where I thought my life was over, I had nothing else to my life. Appreciate those times. Appreciate the good. Appreciate the people. Because all of that taught me so much about my life. It built who I am today. If it wasn't for my experiences, I wouldn't be able to talk like I speak today. I would have nothing to talk about. Right. And so... So we need those challenges. Big time. And what's even, even more important is that being comfortable with those challenges and understand that your transparency will lead to other people's transformation. And so being open. And I'm at a place now where I'm so open as far as even when I speak on stage, letting people know like, hey, I have these current struggles now. Even in my story, things that I kind of didn't want to talk about before because I was afraid to be judged. And people look at me like, oh, you used to do that? But I realized that my mom taught me this a long time ago. She said, when you're true with your story, you're going to reach people that other people can reach. And he said, same thing with, with anybody. There's people out there that have stories that will reach people and transform people's lives that I could never do, that you could never do, but only their story could do. And so I want people when they watch me or when they see me in person or at an event to leave there and say, you know what, I can be who I am and be comfortable with that. The imperfections, the perfections, the hard times, the struggles, the storms in their life, I want to be open with it because I know this is a step towards my healing. Yeah, wow. What about the people listening or watching who feel afraid to share their story? They yeah. feel like, why me? Kind of like you were 10 years ago. Like, right. why would someone listen to my story? I remember being terrified to speak publicly, and I did a year-long training with Toastmasters just to get right. over the fear of speaking in front of a group. What would you say to people who haven't put their message out there or, or feel like they're not good enough or their story is not important enough to put it out there? Well, I would attack that in two ways. For one, I would tell you that you're great enough, and I would tell you that you don't have to be perfect, and there's nobody, there's nobody who can... Tell your story like you. And when you realize that's your unique gift is yourself, there's nobody created like you, it takes the pressure off of you. Because I tell people all the time, it's your story. You can talk about your story all day long. What happens is we're so afraid to be judged. And the thing that I like to share and what helped me is realizing people are judging you regardless. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like, I don't care how great you are, how bad you are. I mean, you can go in my comments right now as people that's probably saying something crazy. Not a lot, but it's few. And so it's like, why not give your greatness to the world and have them judge that because there's somebody's life that's dependent on yours. And when I realized that, like the lives that I've helped change, I never say change because I don't take that credit, but the lives that I helped change through my stories or my lives, I posted this on my Instagram because it wowed me. A lady said, you went live a few months ago. And she said, I was about to jump off a bridge, literally, like literally. And I got your live and I don't know what I said that day, honestly, but she said, it helped me. And so if I would have never went live, who knows what would have happened? So I tell people, just share your story. My most imperfect moments on stage have been my most powerful. Really? The times that I thought were perfect, oh, I killed it. And I'm sure, you know, it reached people and it's like, yeah, you know, you get one of those, right? <laughs> I mean, I remember being at an event, I had like two mics on. This, I, was just, I mean, I've done so many things, it's funny, that I thought, man, I wasn't whatever, but people have related to those moments the most, even in videos. Like, even in lives, like, oh, that live wasn't, it just didn't feel good to me, but the messages come after was like, I needed that. Wow. And so that takes the pressure off you to be perfect. Stop trying to be perfect because the people who are judging you are not perfect anyway. And it's hard to connect with perfection. Exactly. It's really hard to connect with the most polished speaker and say, oh, I can relate to that person. Exactly. But if you show your vulnerabilities or you just show your imperfections, let's say, 
and you're not 100% polished all the time. I'm not saying you shouldn't strive for greatness and strive to be have a great brand and everything look the way it should, but you're gonna make mistakes, you're not gonna be perfect. And that reminded me of some Louis. I was in the gym, it kind of reminded me of a, of a parallel to that. I was in the gym the other day, they had a guy in there that was just killing it, right? And I was like, oh man, he's in shape. And it was inspiration, like, hey, I wanna get there. There's also another guy in there we're actually flipping tires and he was struggling. Like, you know how it is. Like, he's flipping yeah. tires. He's the one to quit, but he keeps pushing. Mm. And that inspired me more Let than go, the guy yeah. that was just killing it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I'm like, man, he's going through struggle, but he's still progressing. And so I kind of relate that to life. The person that's climbing the mountain with you is kind of more inspired than the person just standing on top of it saying, hey, this is how you get up here, you know? Yeah. You see somebody go through struggle, so. And the guy who was looked like he was killing it, Maybe he wasn't pushing himself hard enough. Right. We might need to check his heart rate monitor. Right? Exactly. Maybe he, <laughs> he needed a tire twice as big so he could struggle. Exactly. I don't think if we're constantly pushing ourselves, you know, that's why the power of working out, I think those that train with some type of physical activity and push themselves to failure or to struggle is one of the most powerful things we can do on a consistent basis, I believe, because it, you know, as athletes, we already know this, but I think that those that didn't go through that, when you put yourself through some type of strategic pain and struggle, you gain so much more confidence throughout your day. That's right. And belief in yourself when you get it the next time and you see improvement and growth and you know that you, uh, you know, were responsible for that growth and you put yourself through it. I think it's really challenging to be able to take on life's challenges if we're not constantly putting ourselves through them. That's right. In a strategic way. I'm not saying yeah. we should hurt ourselves and like injure ourselves, but we should be pushing boundaries and almost training ourselves to fail to the edge where then we can finally succeed. And if we're just looking like we're killing it, but we're not struggling, it's almost like when we should push ourselves to some point. Yeah, you know what I mean? I definitely agree. I don't know, man. It's that athlete mentality, I think. It's like constantly, how can I get better? How can I break through my personal best? I like to call it like attacking your impossibilities. Like I said, I'm, I'm going to run a marathon, and yeah. my camera, well, my photographer, he's not here. He actually just went down the street, but he actually ran a marathon, New York City Marathon, like two years ago. He challenged me, and I get that a lot. Oh, it's man. like, come run a marathon. I was just like, all right. It was like, oh, no. <laughs> so you had to sign up, and it's like a lottery. So I was like, please don't pick me, you know? <laughs> so I can tell them I wanted to do it, but they picked me. Uh, and so I'm like, cool, let's do it. But I like to do things that that I haven't done before. Like you said, it builds that confidence. And so now you come to things where it's kind of like the limited mindset versus the progressive mindset or moving from can I do this to what can I do? And so I used to be at that place where whether it be speaking, it's like, can I really do this? But after I've done it so many times and went through fear so many times and overcame those fears and those struggles and conquered those struggles so many times, now it's to a point where not in an arrogant way, but you know, what can I do? What can't I do in life? I can do this. Let me go attack this. Let me go try this. And so my mom even thinks I'm crazy sometimes. She's like, you're climbing this and you're doing what again? You know? Because yeah. she's like, you're always doing that. But it it builds that confidence in me. And yeah. it's just like, I think that is contagious throughout your whole entire life. I don't know if you've seen that meme video of, I don't know what his name is anymore, Puff Daddy, P. Diddy, where he's like in his office and he hangs up the phone and he's like, I can do anything. He's <laughs> like, give me something. There's nothing I can't do. And I think it's just like, when we constantly put ourselves through these challenges, Again, it creates this like belief that like, man, there's nothing I can't do. That's right. And go. when you have that mindset that there's nothing I cannot do, then you go through life with more of a, a confidence, a kind of reckless abandon towards just like your dreams. That's right. And you're not as timid and fearful. And I think that's what it's about is if we can instill that in more people, then 
it's just going to serve all of us. It's going to support everything we're doing. So I love this, man. I love always connecting with another athlete. I want to ask the final couple questions. This one is called the three truths. Okay. So imagine it's your last day many years from now and you achieve everything you want to. You have a beautiful life, everything you want to create, you impact the people you want to impact, and it's the last day. And you can decide when it's your last day. But for whatever reason, you've got to take everything with you that you created. Okay. So no one has access to your videos, your books, or anything you've ever made. You have to take it with you. But you get a piece of paper and a pen to write down the three things you know to be true about all of your experiences, all the lessons you've learned. And that's the only thing you could share with the world, essentially your final message. What would you say are your three truths? Hmm. One, I would say that just because you have some bad chapters doesn't mean your story can end well. Uh, that would be one truth for sure. Second truth would be it all starts with you, just responsibility in your life. And I think the third truth would be um, if you appreciate everything that you have, you realize you have everything that you need. Mm. And uh, I think those would be my three that I would stick with. Appreciation. Yeah, it's so. key, man. Gratitude, so. appreciation, perspective. That was powerful. Where can we connect with you online? And where do you sure. hang out with the most? Where do you spend the most time? I'm kind of all over the board, man. Um, but uh, Instagram, you can find me at Trent Shelton. I'm still on Snapchat. Rehab time on there. <laughs> I got off that about a year and a half ago, man. <laughs> and then Facebook is just like Trent Shelton on there. And then I'm trying to, you know, I, I need to be more consistent in my YouTube, getting back on there. But uh, those are the main spots where you can find me at. Yeah. Well, you got 10 million followers all over? Or what are you? Or... Yeah, about that, I believe. Close yeah. to there. Eight yeah. to 10 million. Yeah. yeah. No big deal. Well, before, I, and you got a book coming out, so yeah. be in tune to the book when it's coming out. You got a clothing line. What's the clothing line called? It's just rehab merch. Rehab merch. Yeah, but it's really rehab. inspirational stuff. Yeah, everything. Yes. Yeah, everything on the shirts is just, when you wear it, I want you to be inspired. And also, when you wear it, I want other people to see it and be inspired. And so, uh, every message we put out is try to you know inspire somebody as well as yourself. That's cool. I like that. Before I ask the final question, I want to acknowledge you for a moment, Trent, for allowing yourself to go through the pain of losing your dream and rehabbing yourself and in the process of figuring out plan B, impacting so many people that you have. Because, you know, there's a lot of athletes that never come back after they're done playing. And you probably know a lot of them that never have done anything and that are constantly living on the glory days. And you've taken your talents, your abilities, even when you are fearful, You've learned how to move through the fear and impact people, and I think that's the greatest gift you have and you've Thank given you. to the world. So I want to acknowledge you for that. Thank man. you, man. Yeah, I appreciate of course. it. Of course. Thank you. Final question for you is what's your definition of greatness? You got some good questions, man. <laughs> my definition of greatness is using your life to impact lives. That would be my definition. Mm. Trent, thanks, brother. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. Appreciate it. There you have it, my friends, Trent Shelton in the house, sharing his wisdom. I hope you enjoyed this. If you did, lewishouse.com slash 643. Share it with your friends. Share it with someone who might be inspired by this. And let me know what you think over on Twitter or Instagram at Lewis House and tag Trent Shelton as well. Again, some powerful insights from today. So I'd love to hear how it supported you the most. And the full show notes, the full video interview is back at lewishouse.com slash 643. So if you haven't subscribed over on YouTube yet, go subscribe there. 
Subscribe on iTunes if this is your first time here. Leave us a review for a chance to be shouted out as the review of the week. And so many more amazing episodes are coming very soon. Again, we release episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday here in the United States. So stay tuned for some greatness coming at you very soon. Every day you have an opportunity to do something meaningful with your life, to take one step closer to overcoming your struggle and turning it into your strength. You have an opportunity to make someone else's life better by smiling, by giving them a hug, by listening to them. Every single day, there is a task at hand. How are you going to use your time and energy to make the most of that task? Again, Vince Lombardi said, the price of success is hard work dedication to the job at hand and the determination that whether we win or lose, we have applied the best of ourselves to the task at hand. You have a moment right now to make the most of yourself. What are you going to do? I love you so very much and you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great. Some people like to deep clean every Saturday morning. I prefer to spend a few minutes every day keeping things fresh with Lysol. Lysol's toilet bowl cleaner disinfects both the toilet brush and bowl for two-in-one disinfection, killing 99.9% of viruses and bacteria. (sighs) Don't just clean, Lysol clean. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft, and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang and Alufsen sound system up to a 313-mile range in a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is their most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've learned the hard way that constantly holding on to your emotions and repeatedly choosing to not talk about your feelings will only make you feel worse and worse. And up until about 10 or 11 years ago, I was afraid to talk about my trauma that I experienced. And I know we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. But therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to fit your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Lewis today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-E-W-I-S.